Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Mashiach, or the Messianic Age, which is ushered in by Mashiach, or as we call it, the final redemption, happens at the end of a period. For thousands of years, we've been preparing for that end result. When God created the world, he had a plan. Makes sense. It's not just something that we have to believe in on faith. It's logical. God is the creator of the universe. Anyone who creates something, who builds something, does it with a purpose and a plan and tells us what the plan is. And the plan will ultimately come to fruition. Now, if you're a human builder, your plans are not necessarily going to work out in the end. But if you're the God, then of course your plan will work out. So what was the original plan? The original plan was to create a universe, a physical world, in which there is good and evil. God is going to create a human being, a sentient being, who has the power to choose between right and wrong. And that human being will begin a whole system of a whole community, a nation that will be given the master plan with which to make the world the world that God wanted it to be, a dwelling place for God, that God should feel comfortable in this physical world, that we should be inviting him into our world by doing things that are consistent with God's will. And where did God tell us what he wants? He made it very clear in the Torah. Now, of course, it's broken up into two. Universally, humanity has the seven Noahide commandments to make the world a clean place, a civilized place, an inhabitable place. And he gave the 613 commandments to the Jewish people to make the world a divine place, a place that is filled and permeated with the divine by doing the mitzvot, the commandments that involve and engage the physical world in our service to God. When we do enough of the commandments that God has told us to do, that will change the world little by little until such time when the Mashiach, the human being, the Jewish leader, will push us over the top and lead us into the Messianic age or the age of Geula Shlema, the complete redemption. So how do we prepare for this? So the simple answer is, the short answer is, we've been preparing for it from the very beginning of our existence. From the very first moment that we got the Torah at Mount Sinai, we were preparing for the ultimate redemption because that's the end the end result of everything that we do now. And if you want to think about it even more, it started in the very beginning of creation. In the very beginning of Genesis, God says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So our sages in the Midrash tell us that the Spirit of God hovering over the waters refers to the Spirit of Mashiach, that in the very beginning of time, God already created the potential for the Mashiach. And then when God says, let there be light, and the question is asked, why did God have to create light on the first day of creation when humanity was not around until the sixth day? Who needed the light? And the Rebbe's answer, and this is a very brief uh, formulation of it, is that God was telling us what is his mission objective? What is the objective of creation of this world? And the answer is, Yehi are, let there be light. God wants us to create light. God wants us to bring the divine light into the world by our fulfillment of the commandments. So at the very beginning of creation, God already set forth what is the goal, what is the mission, and how it could be accomplished. But specifically, it started at Mount Sinai, 
God gave us all the commandments, and throughout of Jewish history, we've been preparing for it, and every mitzvah accumulates until it rings about the final redemption. And as Maimonides says, that when you have a question of whether you should do something right or wrong, you have to look at the whole world as being evenly balanced between right and wrong, and if you do one mitzvah, you can tip the scales. That means we are at a point where we have to recognize even more than ever before that one mitzvah, one act that God has ordained, they usually translate mitzvah as good deed, but it's much more than a good deed. It's a divine commandment, an act, a divine act that connects us with God and brings God's presence into this world. So by one mitzvah that we do, that can change the whole world irreversibly. That can bring about the messianic age, no matter what the mitzvah may be, any mitzvah that we do. And this is more relevant now than it ever was before because we believe that when you do a mitzvah and it generates divine energy into this world, that energy does not dissipate. So there's a cumulative effect of all the mitzvahs that have ever been done. Plus the suffering and pain that we've endured refines the world and makes the world ready for this ultimate redemption through Mashiach. So now that we've collected and accumulated this critical mass, one little feather of a mitzvah could tip the scales and bring about redemption. So if we ask, what do we do to prepare for Mashiach? The general answer is, just do another mitzvah. Nothing different has to be done. It's just that you do it, but you do it knowing that this could bring salvation to the whole world. If someone tells you that by doing a simple act, making a single phone call, you could save people whose lives are in danger, you wouldn't just look at it as a phone call the way normal phone calls are looked at. You would realize that this is life-saving. Well, if one mitzvah that we do or avoiding one transgression could be the thing that will save the whole world. And that's the ultimate way of preparing. But then there are specific things that we do, specific mitzvahs, specific acts that are divine that have a special connection to the ultimate redemption and will enhance our general state and relate specifically to redemption. And I'm going to go through several of these mitzvahs that have been singled out by our sages in the Talmud, the Midrash, the Kabbalistic teachings, the teachings of Hasidus that help us bring about the redemption. Number one, yearning for Mashiach. If someone says that they believe in Mashiach, yes, I believe he's going to come, when God is ready to bring him, I'll welcome him. No problem. I have nothing against him. That's not the right approach, and that doesn't accelerate Mashiach's coming. It's when we show we want him to come, when we express our desire and we say we cannot tolerate exile anymore. We want Mashiach, and we want him now. That's not chutzpah. That's not hubris, because who is Mashiach for? It's for us, for sure. It's for the whole of humanity. But it's also for God himself, because God has also concealed when he's in exile. So when you yearn for Mashiach, you're yearning for something for the whole world and for God himself. So that's not hubris to say, I want Mashiach now. You're telling God that I feel your pain. 
I feel the pain of the whole world, and therefore I want that pain to go away. I want God's glory to be fully revealed, and I want there to be peace in the world. I want to get rid of all the wars and so many other positive things that will bring come about with the coming of Mashiach. So if you show that you want it, not just believe in it, you want it, that is really a very powerful force that will make it happen and make it happen sooner. The story is told, great sage of the 19th and 20th century, known as the Chafetz Chaim. Chafetz Chaim literally means he loves life. That's a book that he wrote. And he once remarked there was a city in Europe called Brisk. And the rabbi of that town was Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik, very great scholar a great Jewish leader, but he wasn't interested in that position. But then he was told that the thousands of Jews were coming out to greet him as their rabbi, because he was hesitating. I mean, he knew that he, they wanted him to be the rabbi, and he was considering it, but he was hesitating. But when he heard that 20,000 or whatever the number was of Jews were coming out to welcome him, he says, how can I turn them down? And the Chafetz Chaim, who was a contemporary of this rabbi, said, that's 20,000 people saying we want you to be our rabbi is enough to get him to come. How many Jews throughout history have prayed to God and beseeched him and implored him and said, we want to see your glory in this world through the coming of Mashiach. How could he turn us down? So that's the first thing, the yearning for Mashiach. Of course, before the yearning, there has to be the belief in Mashiach and the trust that God will bring it and bring him sooner than later, bring him imminently. The Rebbe added that one of the great ingredients for bringing Mashiach is simcha, is joy. Because Mashiach, actually the word Mashiach, if you rearrange the letters, spells yismach, he will rejoice, or yismach, he will make others rejoice. So how do you prepare for something? If you're preparing for a race, you run. Well, if you're preparing for a time of joy, you are joyous. You're joyous for many reasons, but one reason primarily is that you are going to experience the coming of Mashiach. You're already rejoicing beforehand. Another important mitzvah that that the Talmud says hastens, accelerates the redemption, is giving of tzedakah, of charity. Because when we give charity, what we're doing is showing that we care about the other. Well, God will reciprocate in kind. God rewards us measure for measure. So by us giving tzedakah, helping the needy, God will help us. We are the needy. And God will perform his act of tzedakah, of charity for us. The deeper understanding of that is, in the classic Hasidic work, the Tanya, we're told that of all the commandments of the Torah that change the world, refine the world, tzedakah has the greatest capacity to do that because tzedakah involves taking money that was hard-earned. You involved your whole being in producing that income and you're giving it away. That refines the whole entire person because it's not just one single part of the person, it's the entirety of the person that is involved in the act of tzedakah, and therefore it refines the world, which is what 
prepares us for the age when the world will become fully purified. Torah study is another way of preparing for the coming of Mashiach and the final redemption, especially when you study the spiritual inner dimension of Torah, the teachings of Hasidus in particular, because what will Mashiach reveal to us that we haven't had revealed until now? He's going to even be a teacher to Moses. What could he teach that Moses doesn't know? And the answer is he will reveal some of the secrets, the mystical teachings of Torah that have never been revealed before. So how do we prepare for that? By studying the mystical teachings of Torah that have been revealed to get a little taste of the future. The Messianic age is called the Shabbat of existence. So how do you prepare for Shabbat? By observing Shabbat now, by more careful observance of the Sabbath, lighting the Shabbat candles before sunset, reciting the Kiddush, the prayer that ushers in the Sabbath by declaring its holiness, and by desisting from the work that we're not allowed to do on the Sabbath. One of the things that bring redemption is teshuva, repentance, which literally is not the correct translation. It really means return. When you return to your inner self, to your soul, to the positive energy that is within you, and when you do something wrong, you're straying from, that, from yourself. When you return to yourself and you return to God, that will bring about redemption, our sages tell us. One of the reasons the temple was destroyed, the Talmud says, was because of senseless hatred. People hated each other just because they couldn't stand each other's guts, not because of anything that one did wrong to the other. So how do we rectify that? The Rebbe would always emphasize, and many other great rabbis would say the same thing, we rectify that with senseless love, by embracing the other, not because he did something for me, did a favor, but because he's another fellow Jew, fellow human being. The senseless love will will remove the effects of the senseless hatred and also prepare us for an age when there will be total love between one person and another. So how do you prepare for that? By showing that love even today. Another thing that the Rebbe emphasized is that you recognize miracles when they happen. When you recognize the miracles, you're recognizing God's role in this world, and that will usher in the age of great miracles. So these are just some of the Uh, things that have been singled out, I haven't mentioned all of them, that will accelerate the process of redemption. And not just accelerate it, because even if it happens the next second, if you prepare for it, you will be better equipped to appreciate what the Messianic Age is all about. It'll be much deeper, it'll be much more pervasive within you because you prepared for it. It won't take you by surprise or by shock. So, That, in a nutshell, is the way we prepare for the Messianic age. God should help that we should not have to be preparing for it any longer because it should happen, and we will all be able to look back and say, this is what I did to make this happen. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show.